refusing to be silenced. It's the only unfiltered media podcast in America. This is Trash Talk. And now, here he is, your boy, Blind Mike. Welcome back, everybody. Trash Talk episode two. And uh, I think it's very important that everyone subscribe to the YouTube channel because you can see me. I watched I watched back a little bit of it last week, and I realized that we go from uh, the Trash Talk logo while we're waiting to start, but then the camera goes on me while the intro's playing, and I just bob my head like a fucking nerd. Uh, so I think it's important that you get a full scope of what I'm doing here. I may, uh, may shave the beard, just go mustache. Because I've got a girlfriend I like to annoy. Uh, you know, it might, wacky things here on the YouTube channel. Um, so make sure you get subscribed to that. But today, we've got a, a very special guest. Uh, I felt the need to... So, the supporters of Trash Talk Volume 1 were essentially all the minifans that rallied around me after I uh, supported Kirk when he was being wrongly... Taken off the air, so I felt I owed them a, a bit of a, a bit of a thank you. Uh, so I, I brought in one of their leaders today, and that would be uh, the the well known Mark Hannon's balls, one of the best names on Twitter. <laughs> What's going on, man? What is up, my friend? This is uh, this is a little bit different. I, uh, this is different than I usually am on cam. Usually, when I'm on cam, there's a lot more like whips and latex. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and this, I, I've got a ball gag somewhere, um, but I'm excited to be here uh, and uh, excited to do the show. This is going to be fun. Man. I like that you're wearing the blind Mike uniform out of respect. I am. I, I am. That. You know, I also, as an anonymous parody account, I feel like this is a really nice way to mask my identity. I, I, I've got a face for television and a dick for porn. Mm. So, but I, I would prefer to let's keep myself, you know, under wraps at this point. Oh, right. Trash talk is the place to show that kind of stuff off. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> so we'll get kicked off Twitter for that. Uh, you host. Are you the host of the Minifan show? Are you an official co-host? I am like what I am a co-host of the Minifan okay. show along with, you know, drunk Eric Curtis, right. I would say is our host. Uh, and I, I, you know, I'm more of a co-host. He, he's the one chair, I guess, is what you would say in radio speak. And I, I am the guy doing my best and worst Kirk Minahan impression. So I did the, uh, I did, for those of you that don't know, I did the Minifan show that you can find on iTunes and Google Play and all that stuff. Anywhere you're, wherever you're listening to this, you can find the Minifan show, which is a, uh, a round table of Kirk Minifan, Minahan fans. Yep. Uh, and as one person I spoke to this week said, uh, it was like, Watching myself jerk off in the mirror. <laughs> uh, I could t- I could tell Minahan was didn't know quite how to take uh, the Minifan show, but it was a lot, it was a lot of fun to do. Honestly, that's great, and it's very cool. <laughs> it's cool to see because um, I, I I don't I really don't think there's another guy in Boston radio that would have that kind of support, whether unjustly fired or whatever the reason. Um, but to have that kind of support around him where they have, you know, if Michael Felger got fired for saying Roy Halladay should have died in a plane crash, I don't think he has the groundswell of support that Minahan does. Um, so it's kind of impressive to see 
just you guys be so loyal to him, and, I, and I'm glad you are. Well, well, thank you for that. You know, we overcame despite your appearance on the podcast. Sixty <laughs> seventh, uh, no, got up to on iTunes, right? Sixty seventh, and I think that's a no. You know, I think that that you being on there was instrumental to that. Yeah, guys. So, 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 if you guys wanted to get on, I'll just plug it real quick. the The number, if you want to audition to be on the show on the podcast, is is eight five seven two five six zero three five two. That's eight five seven. Two five six zero three five two. But I mean, I think we're in a good place uh, right now. We're on track for like something like ten thousand downloads a month. So I'd say Minahan content moves the needle, and, and people are into it. You know, in horse racing, that's that's called a good start. <laughs> um, and we blew the fucking uh, hashtag Dink podcast out of out of the water. Well, All WBI podcasts. Yeah, come on, that's that's not particularly difficult. Yes. So, now that now that I'm gone. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, and since, since I would say I am the star of the show, right. I think it's a good opportunity to announce that I'm leaving to go to radio.com <laughs> to do my own show and a podcast and a kind of call. Oh, it'll be great. You're unfiltered now. That's right. That's um, right. I needed to get away from the confines of the show. So a lot of people were wondering. Yeah. I was, I was very cryptic this week because I didn't want to, uh, uh, prematurely shoot my wad as it were. Um, <laughs> So I was a little, I was a little secretive, but I said I had a big phone call on Tuesday. I and, wonder what uh, that could be. <laughs> I'll still be a little vague about it because here's my, here's my problem. I have a lot of conversations these days, just in my entire life, <laughs> that I don't know what I'm allowed to say, what will bother people, or what I shouldn't announce prematurely or what's mm-hmm. official and what's not. So I get very worried. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I can say that I had a uh, phone call with Kirk Minahan. And um, so this goes back to my Zambrano story mm-hmm. when I realized you know, nothing would ever happen at EEI for me. And truth be told, I would have rather gone with Kirk. If they told me, we'll give you you know, uh, the Gilroy slot on EEI, or you can go with Kirk, I would have gone with Kirk. Um, you know, so all things being equal, I would have gone with Kirk no matter what. But, because I, I, not even out of, I mean, out of loyalty a little bit, but also just I think that's a better fit for me. I think my style is better suited towards Radio.com than WEI. But, uh, so I reached out to Kirk after I realized things weren't really going to work there, and I said, you know, I think uh, what you're about to embark on could be very cool, and I'd love to be a part of it in any way. And he said, let's talk sometime over the next few weeks. This is back in, like, late November. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of played a cat and mouse game (laughs) where, uh, you know, he'd he'd respond sporadically. But, you know, busy guy, obviously, starting a whole fucking uh, empire there. Um, So finally... Uh, he asked for my phone number. He calls me on Tuesday morning. And first, the the call started, it, it was like I was talking to Larry David. There's like rustling in the background. And then I hear like a car alarm going off. And he, it's loud in my ear. Like I had to pull the phone away from my ear. And he says, uh, yeah, this fucking noise. You hear that? You hear that noise? And I was I'm like, yes, Jesus. Yeah, I hear it. Uh, so it started off. Uh, very casual, uh, which made me feel a lot better. Cause like, if you go and watch my uh barstool interview 
mm-hmm. which is on YouTube. I've seen it. It's people think like, oh, you must have been so embarrassed. I was thrilled when that went up because that is far and away the least embarrassing part of the interview. <laughs> Good like, pro move by I you, pro move. I couldn't believe they didn't put up the beginning of the interview because that was, I th- in my mind, that was way more embarrassing. I was getting flop sweats and fucking stuttering over my words. I left my resume outside. Like, I left it in the car and had to go out and get it and come back in. It was horribly embarrassing. Um, so having just kind of a casual phone call was a lot easier environment for me. I mean, I'm, that's all, I'm also through almost four years removed from that. So I'm a little older now anyways. But um, so we talk a little bit and um, I don't see, I don't want to say exactly the position okay. we talked about. Yeah. You, you know what you asked let me? me, let me I jump wanna, in. Well, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. So, so let's do a little true and false. Right. Okay. True or false. Um, Kirk told you that the only reason that he even initially went on your podcast was the community outreach initiative at the station to do charity work with disabled people. <laughs> false. <laughs> false. It might be, okay. that might be, it might be true, but he did not tell me that. Okay. Okay. Uh, true or false. He, he wants you to be a producer. Uh, false. Ooh. Well, I mean, you can't produce, right? We right. You talked about this on your last pod. You're essentially useless. <laughs> so you're, you're about a step above Chris Curtis. Well, so I thought, I thought the role, I, if I were going to be a producer, I would be a Chris Curtis type. Yeah, um, booking. Booking and, and, and putting together rundowns and stuff like that. And yeah. uh, me and Kirk talked, and, you know, I think in his show, he's, in this new show, he's not going to need that as much. There aren't going to be guests to book. Real, you know, the guests that will be on will be topical people that will hopefully want to come. You know what I mean? Curtis is good for getting, you know, trying to track down people at the globe and get them on the ones that are willing or whatever. But I don't think this show is going to be as much of that. Mm. Um, and I, I mean, who knows? But, but point being uh, that that role wouldn't be as valuable with this new show. I would say, and nothing's official yet, like nothing was officially offered to me, but we just discussed the possibility. Um, but I would say if I had a role there, think, for any of you Barstool fans, uh, think of the rise of Coley Mick. If anyone right. knows how Coley started, mm-hmm. I think that would essentially be what I was doing there. What about Za, the African midget? You could be a little bit <laughs> like that, You know what? The ideas I suggested to him, not far off. <laughs> that, okay. that would also be kind of my role. Um, so I, I, I did also tell him that I would kind of be willing to do the bird box challenge. Yeah. Or shit like that. Yes. Exactly. That's a, that's a great example where I'm not opposed to being blind Mike for Kirk Minahan. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I would never do that for Zambrano. Okay. I would Fair do it. I would do it happily for Minahan. Um, and I've, I've done it for Portnoy, obviously, and would do it again. But the thing is, I would want to, if, if he said, we specifically want you to, for me to throw wallets at your face and, and lose at ping pong, then I don't know if I could do that again. Um, but there would be a role for me there beyond that, I think. Does that bother you being demeaned and and harassed like that? I mean, 
I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't look at this harassment. I came up with the name Blind Mike. I come up with a lot of those bits. Okay, um, I watched the tape, man. I think Portman <laughs> came up with the name. I watched the fucking tape. I said Blind Mike. I think he said it first. No, he didn't. I'm telling you. Go back okay. and look. He said, okay. uh, he said, so we could call you Blindy, and he was thinking of something. And I said, yeah, Blind Mike, whatever. And he, uh, says, that's and he true. says, Blind and he Mike, I like you. that. And he looked at you, and he was like, that was good. That yeah. was good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let me ask you, just from a fan perspective, any other questions? Because here's my problem last week. People, people seem to like my uh my attack of zambrano i was yes, worried great. i didn't go hard enough uh so any other questions you have about my phone call feel free to ask okay so the first thing i the, that i would say is did you and i know the minifans are going to want to know this right. did you get any information that we don't know regarding show start times show locations yes sh- okay so you got all that mm-hmm. uh no not all of it i got some Okay, so if you had to say if I was hot or cold uh, about Kirk doing the show from the Howie Carr Studios, <laughs> would you say that, that I am hot or cold with that? Warm or cold? You think you'd say so, what? Warm? I'd say you're warming up. Warming up? I mean, he basically said it in the podcast. And yeah. then would you be an everyday person? Would you be a couple days a week person? Fill-in person? What, what do you what, – what do you like – if you had your way, obviously you'd want to be in on every day. But if you, you know, if you had to give your best case scenario realistically, what would you say that would I be? I would not be on the air every day at all. And I would not be on the air as a co-host to start at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be more of a, a role player. As far as on air, think more of what I would be doing as Ken and Curtis rather than Mutt, if that makes sense. So you'd be more – you'd be throwing shit in there. You'd be there for comedic relief. Somebody – because Kirk needs like a a foil to bounce his opinions off, I feel like. I feel like that's something that is important for him. He also needs somebody to punch down, and I feel like you'd be an an easy target for that. I think – oh, for sure. And – I think to start the show, and he said this on his podcast before, but um, he has said things like he doesn't want to start with a co-host because he doesn't want it to be after two weeks if he fucking hates the guy or girl that Mm -hmm. it comes off as some failure and now you have to get rid of this person or you don't like each other or whatever. If it Mm -hmm. starts as the Kirk Minahan show with just Kirk Minahan, then there's no pressure on anyone else to be this other guy or girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's how they're going to, like I said, I don't know and nothing's definite. Um, but that would be my guess as to how they start. Okay. Interesting. Now, what about, what about the, uh, it's going to be three hours, two hours live and one hour podcasted. That, he didn't, he did that. He did not tell me. Well, he, I think he said that before. He said it before. Yeah. And which that I, I don't understand quite how that would work every day. Agreed. It would be two hours live and one. I'd like that. I'll have to ask him that. So, um, so for me, for me, selfishly, the, 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 the 12, the new to the, the, the 12, the one o'clock hour makes very, I would like to listen at the gym personally. Right. And if that's going to be podcast only that, that one hour that people are on their lunch break, I don't know if I necessarily would want to have that one. I mean, make it, I would take the first hour, make the first hour, just the podcast and yeah. then the rest of it live. That's Again, my guess would be that's stuff that'll work itself out and will probably yeah. get changed. What happens on day one in March or whenever uh, won't, might not even be the same as, as April or May or beyond mm-hmm. that. 
I think what interests me about this show is that he has to drastically separate himself so much from EEI that so much of the content of the Kirk and Callahan show was predicated on the personalities that were built by Kirk, by Jerry, by Ken and Chris, that when you move away from that, where is the fodder for what you're going to be talking about three, you know, every day? Where is, is it going to be more so topical, pop culture? Is it going to be politics? What is, I mean, obviously, I'm sure that Kirk would talk about. So he, Kirk always says, uh, "We'll talk about what people talk about." So whatever that what guys talk about. So whatever yeah. the biggest story is. I mean, did he give you any insight on sort of the the topical nature of the show? Yeah, well, something he said is um, he's he's going to want to mess with the people in Boston, but he kind of brought up how Howard Stern and I think he's he's said this before, mm-hmm. but how uh, how Howard Stern would rip on people in New York that no one really heard of, but because mm-hmm. Stern was talking about them. Now you know them. Now they're characters. So even if you live in Nashville, you know who this guy is because he's yes. done a, he's done a good job at explaining. Mm-hmm. Um, but and people like a villain. Yeah, exactly. But it's all he's, he kind of said. It's also important to not every day for three hours do a show about how Zambrano's an idiot and Dale's boring, and you know that that's also important to not only focus on Boston. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I imagine a lot of it'll be similar. To Kirk and Callahan, where there's some topical stuff, there's some goofing on whoever the producer is or whatever, or, or Tang Wei if he's in there, or wh- whatever the, the cast is going to be. Yes. Um, I, would love, I would love to see Tang Wei in there, by the way. Did you get insight on that, on, on, on possibly no. a casting couch on nothing? No. Um, I knew he, right after he talked to me, he was going through producer resumes. So even that hasn't been decided yet. Mm. Um, but I, I would, let me ask you this. Yeah. Why is Tangway? Why don't they fly Tangway to the Super Bowl every year? Why does he drive down and do this Tangway on the road segment? Do I you really want to know? I was watching. Do you the, really want to know? <laughs> I was watching. I was watching the Celtics, and I see year three of Tanger takes America, and I'm like, why? Why are they doing this? <laughs> so I have some insight for you. Oh, let's hear it. So Tangway is actually. Uh, on the terror watch list. Um, <laughs> ever since he said that Akbar was the leader of ISIS, he's got a pretty big following on Taliban Twitter. Oh, that's uh, not true. I, I thought you were fucking with me. Is that true? No, oh, no. Not <laughs> with no, you think that he's a fucking terror watch list, bro? No, no, but... Uh, goddamn moron. No, I think, I think because... Here, here's why. I think because he's on a, he's on a shitty, you know, I mean... NBC Sports Boston is not. They it, can't afford. It's like it. like it's like no, local news in my opinion. I think it's just it's the dregs of of of, of sports really. I well, mean, no they've one got, watches it, right? Oh, zero point zero on the daily. I, I I get it. So I you know when I watch the games here, I don't pay for League Pass or anything. So I'll just watch it on on Reddit. Uh, watch all the games there, and, and you know. I'll hear Tangway come in and do the flashes where he he talks about who's who's the sponsor of uh, of, of that program, but uh, I mean it's just not great. I don't know. It's just their shows aren't great. Uh, I mean, is it is, is Holly still even on there? That that was who the knows? biggest mistake. Who the hell knows? Well, <laughs> no one know watches that. That, that was they, that's work because at least that that six o'clock show is like. People are coming home from work. It's after Felger and Maz. There's at six o'clock. You're going to put on or six thirty. You're going to put on PTI though. You're not going to put. Oh on sure. That shit. Oh no, I know. But I'm saying there's there's a point to having that. Whereas you got Tony and Michael versus Trenny and Gary. Like, yeah. give me a break. There's no comparison. There. No, not at all. 
But I'm saying I can understand the logic to it. Whereas the show at midnight or whatever with Holly and DJ B, I don't know who's left on that show even, but it's mm. like, who, who would watch this? Is, Is Felger on it now? I have no idea. He's probably folded napkins somewhere. Or I thought he like wasn't supposed to do TV with his, I don't know. I, I, I thought there was a reason he left the early edition, but I don't know. Did he have accusations of uh, bad activities here? Oh, no, 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 nothing like that. Um, okay. I thought it was like a contract thing with the sports hub where they wanted him doing less TV. But he's still, he still does the, uh, what is it, fan cred? The, fan, the, the fucking fan cred videos? Yeah, why can't he promote that on the radio? I don't understand that. Fan cred? Yeah. I don't know. I don't listen, I don't listen to them. But the fan cred thing, I mean, I think we have more viewers right now than the fan cred videos, oh, to I'm be sure. honest with you. But still, you'd think he'd be able to. I don't get why he can't promote his own business on the, well, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing I don't get about shit like that. What makes these radio people think that, you know, I mean, we're, we're talking, we got, we've got this set up, right? We've got microphones, you know, we, we, we set this up, we scheduled it. Some of these radio people think they can just turn on their phone with the phone microphone and, 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 and cast there with like Apple headphones or whatever. And people are going to enjoy that somehow. Well, I'll tell you it's, why is because Dave Portnoy can do it. And Big Cat can do it. and So these radio guys think, well, I'm a professional broadcaster, so I can do that too. Yeah, you know what I mean? Not, Porn- they're Portnoy, not Big Cat. Portnoy, no, right. Portnoy can turn on his cell phone and talk about whatever the fuck he wants anywhere in the country, and it will be mm-hmm. at least mildly entertaining. What's your opinion, by the way, of them shutting down the comment section? What do you think about it's that? Ba- it's back up. Is it back up now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, I You're did, a big free speech guy. I am. I didn't love it. And that hey, that, that's some good broadcasting right there because that leads nicely into our next topic. That's a but, pro um, move, man. I'm not fucking around. <laughs> but <laughs> so as far as Barstool, the the fact that they put it back up, I think what they did was retool whatever their algorithm is to get rid of comments that are just the N word mm-hmm. and cunt over and over. You know what I mean? Mm. It might be. I think it, I'm assuming it was something like that. Um, mm. If it was, if people were making jokes. And they got rid of them because they didn't like because they didn't like being made fun of or whatever that I wouldn't like. But I also, I mean, I haven't been there in a few years. But from my time there, I don't think they would ever do that. I don't think they would. I don't think it's because Portnoy doesn't like being called a big-nosed, bald Jew. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but I don't know. Like I said, I, I I didn't pay enough attention to it. I just know they're back up. So Listen. that made me feel better about it. What bothers me is the fact that if you say Black Panther sucks, that's automatically removed. Is Did you know that? See, that I didn't know. That, that I don't like because – I'm fucking with you, man. <laughs> this is the second time that I'm getting this guy. I'm a gullible goddamn moron. See, I'm, <laughs> this, is, this is the kind of guy I am too, which will be the, the downfall of my broadcasting career. Kirk I is going to love you. Every, every fact I've said in my life, like ev- anything I've told – my producer Jimmy or whoever I'm talking to, mm-hmm. is something I heard once and didn't look into it at all. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, hey, did you know that uh, Gary Tangway is followed by ISIS on Twitter? If you just told me that, I would have <laughs> re- repeated it all week to people. And I never would have looked into it. <laughs> and I would have just said it. Like, why would he lie to me? That's just, <laughs> I'm oh, a fucking man. moron. <laughs> I've never, so I love how you say that after you yeah. just told everybody about what could be happening with you and Kirk. Now we have no reason to <laughs> anything you just said. <laughs> That's all true, I swear. Okay, um, I believe you. I believe you. You actually weren't talking to Kirk. You were, you were talking to some sort of. Talking like, to the uh, toaster oven. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, <a> toaster. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, that's a great John Dennis line. That's right. Um, he follows the Minifan show now, you know. Speaking of, speaking of, well, let's get into the Minifan show. Mm-hmm. So first of all, you say, well, you know, we'll get to the John Dennis thing later. But okay. we're, we're talking about uh, free speech. And uh, yes. you, got, you guys covered a topic this week um, that I thought was interesting. And I okay. think we'll, we'll probably disagree on. And okay. it's uh, the, the Fred Toucher thing. And yeah. f- go, first of all, just go ahead and set that up for uh, the people that didn't catch your show. Okay. So on our last show, episode two, if you haven't listened, listen, subscribe, download, all that good stuff. Um, we were first alerted to this strange sound and that we found online by a man or, or a woman uh, who calls themselves Blob on Twitter. Okay. So shout, shout out to, uh, to Blob, our, our buddy Blob. Um, and, you know, I've heard in the past circulations and rumblings and rumors about Fred Toucher and things like that and, and about him drinking and what, whatever, but I never actually heard anything. And then I get this sound, and, and, and the sound is, is bizarre. It's a series of like seven clips on YouTube, and it's called Fred Toucher, Fred Toucher Drunk on 99X. And they're doing this really bizarre segment called Fred Finds a Friend, where Fred uh, drinks on air, and uh, I'm holding up my, my my glass of whiskey here. And uh, and this and is Fred, when this is this is from when? This is dude. This is like in 2005 or something okay. like this. He's in Atlanta. He's in Atlanta. He's doing the morning show in Atlanta. Um, and it, it wasn't. Uh, and Rich was not with him at the time. And it's called Fred Finds a Friend. And basically, they bring in all these random people and they get drunk with Fred on the radio. And that's all well and good. I'm all cool with that. I'm a Stern fan. I'm a fan of all that shit. Um, but then things start getting weird when he starts talking about uh, assaulting, not assaulting, but groping a girl that drinks too much and passes out. And they make comments that are pretty, uh, in my opinion, pretty pretty bizarre. Like one point uh, she's passed out and he says her mouth is open, her ass is in the air. And I just want to do something horribly bad. So to me, like, I mean, I'm cool with all sorts of shit. I'm cool with with jokes, with with race jokes, with with any sort of jokes, jokes about. But that stuff to me crosses a line, maybe just personally, if you're making jokes about somebody essentially assaulting somebody or groping somebody. At one point, one of his producers said I went up and spooned with her. And, and she didn't even know anybody was there. And it just, to me, it just, it irked me the wrong way. So I'm sitting at my desk and I poop my pants at work, by the way, on that day. So I'm sitting at my desk with poop in my pants and I can't believe what I'm listening. I'm scribbling down. What? I'm scribbling down notes from this YouTube clip in my office from somebody who calls himself Blob. Right. And I was like, this is what success feels like, man. So we can talk about the, the shit in your pants. I, I was going to say, I want to get to the shit in your pants. But first, let me make a profound point before we get into okay. that. Um, okay, let's hear it. My problem with that is that just even in your setting up of it, and I, I see what you're doing, like, and, I, and I, I respect it, and I, I think what you guys were trying to do with that is come from a place, because you kept bringing it up, why can this happen But yes. uh, when Kirk, Kirk when Kirk refers to Aaron Andrews? So, so I, think it, I think it was coming yeah. from a good place of kind of defending Kirk and saying, why is one okay but not the other? And I'll tell you my problem with that, and it's that they will, you will never get people who criticize Kirk. You will never show them that sound and have them go, oh, shit, you know what? You were right. 
this is way worse. We apologize to Kirk. It will yeah. always be either, well, this is okay, but the other is not because we hate Kirk, or neither are okay, so let's silence both of them. You will, uh. you will never get anyone to say, ah, oh, fuck, you know what? You were right. We should apologize to Kirk and let him back on the air. That will never happen. So I think by going after someone else who was pretty clearly joking. They, I mean, they talk about the content. It was a different time. Four, 14 years ago was, it was a different time. I'll give you crazy that. Give you different that. time, especially yeah. in radio. Um, so it was on, ra- think, it was on regular really- radio and no one complained about it at the time is basically well, what I'm saying. Where it, and the thing that really bothers me is, and I, I mean, you didn't have much choice. You just have the quote in front of you, but mm-hmm. what always bothers me is, and I say this on Twitter all the time, uh, Comedy is so much better when it's read from a transcript. Like, I, I really hate when it's you know, Le- Lester Holt or whatever newscaster saying. Clips. Oh, no, I know you did. But I'm just saying I hate the idea of, of saying, like, he, he, her face was down. Because, only because there's no context to it. You see what I'm saying? Well, I, I, can, I understand it's a fair criticism. We could have really spent a whole hour really going over the sound. I mean, there, there's more to it as well. I mean, did you listen to the whole thing? Did I you listened listen to, to what you played on your podcast. Okay. I mean, there's, there's stuff that there's, there's other stuff on there when he makes jokes several times about, um, you know, one of, one of one, someone on the show says, if I plead insanity, I'll be out in three to five. I got to hit that. I mean, but do you think that jokes about sexual, sexual assault are, can cross a line? I mean, what's your opinion on that? Uh, no, I, I, I can, can they cross a line for an individual? Sure. Yeah. Uh, but I think if it's a joke, and we know it's a joke, and we're saying this is a joke, then we should all say, well, the guy was trying to be funny. Well, I don't I think get... Fred Toucher predetermined that he was going to commit an assault of any kind and went on the radio and announced it. So we all, oh. we all know he was coming from a place of trying to be funny, trying to make, well, trying to make humor out of this ridiculous situation. Okay, so is let me ask you this question. So I'm drinking real alcohol right now. Right. Do you think that that they were actually really drinking, or do you think that was all a stunt? That was all an act. In 2005, I would guess. There, I mean, it's it's six in the morning, mind you. So there, I just spilled I, my it, alcohol. Oh, that was a morning show. Yeah. Then I'm drinking it like six in the morning. I would guess it was an act, unless Fred Toucher's a real fucking booze animal. Um, there are rumors, which he which he may be, but. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I would guess that was pro. Which again, a- but even that that question says we don't know. We don't know the yeah. con that, and that's what I really hate about because that's how you get the the the. Bo- I don't know if you want to say his name, but that fucking activist there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, I get that. I get that. And, that's and where think- you get guys like that going, taking things out of context from years ago, mm-hmm. and saying, "Well, this is what the person meant." Where it's like, how do you really know that's what the person meant? We don't know. Okay. We don't know what was going on that week that led to that bit or anything. You know, we have no idea. That's a fair criticism. So, I, but uh, okay. First, I would say that I listened to the whole thing, um, the all, all, all the all seven clips, right. and, it, and it goes through the whole thing. And I, I am under the impression because the girl actually is there. There is physically somebody there, and it is not somebody who's on the show. I think that was the first thing. Second off, they talk about how there's a limo service who's actually picking her up and dropping her off. I don't think they have any reason to lie about that. So I do think that she was drinking. Also, I mean, I think that if you listen to uh, either they're, they're good actors or they actually are drinking. And 
if you believe that they're drinking, if you believe that it's actually reality, which unless unless Fred Toucher wants to admit that his show back then or even now is is mostly fake, yeah. then there to me it opens questions. And okay, so my first and I, I said this when I on the pod, I'm not accusing him of doing anything. I, he said that he nobody touched her or whatever. I'm just saying the whole point of it for me, and and you touched on it, was was not to shout somebody down, but was to say. Kirk will, his first line of his obituary is going to be the Aaron Andrews thing. Stupid comment he shouldn't have said, but he said it. He called her a gutless bitch, right? Mm -hmm. And he shouldn't have said it, but he did. And this guy in 2006 does something that in my view is, you know, somebody that it's an issue that hits close to home for me. It's affected people in my family. Something that I find disgusting to joke about. Right. And honestly, but there's a line too. So so for me, it's a sensitive issue. For me, it's somebody who's been affected by it, but somebody else who might not be. I get it. I, I'm not a, you know, I, I'm not going to make any qualms about that. Somebody else might think it's the most funny shit in the world, and that's cool. But for me, if we're talking about what's going to give a reaction from people, more people are going to find that comment deplorable than the Aaron Andrews comment, in my view. And my whole point was that the Chad Finns of the world, right, or the Shirley Luongs of the world, are going to give Kirk grief for life yeah. for that Aaron Andrews thing. But a guy like Toucher because he falls on a certain spectrum, maybe because of political or because of affiliation with with, uh, with, with 98.5, whatever the case may be, he gets a pass. And I think that was more so where I was coming yeah, from. Yeah, that, and that's why I didn't come on here and say, yeah, you fucking moron, you piece of shit. I get, where, I, get, I get where you're coming from. And I think it was coming from a good place of saying, why, why does Kirk get attacked for essentially an innocent comment when this seems much worse, especially in this day and age mm-hmm. where you're going back and looking at that stuff. But... My whole point is, A, I don't think we should be going back in time and look at picking things out and taking them out of context because I think he can do that to any of us. That's true. And the things you and I are saying on this podcast right oh, now, be used against in, us. in 10 years, you can look at him and say, what a, a, a piece of shit. <laughs> what a horrible mind. Can you believe... They would make fun of this poor blind man. <laughs> and in 10 um, years, I mean, we made fun of Black Panther. In 10 years, that could be, you know, uh, a point be... they're watching. In, in schools, they're going to have to watch it. Right. It, we yeah. could be mocking a historical, a historical moment. Uh, that's, so right. that, that's my only point is that uh, I don't like the idea of going back and picking audio and saying, hey, isn't this worse? Because you don't get anywhere with that. It, it, what that becomes is now you don't have Kirk Minahan or Fred Toucher on the radio. And then it beca- now you're stuck with... I think you know, maybe doing people you're stuck a with favor Dale, you'll without sh- Fred Toucher on the radio. Though, okay, you- <laughs> well, then you're stuck with Dale Arnold. And then in five years, that's right, that's in five true. years, Dale Arnold's too edgy. <laughs> and then you're stuck oh, with whatever. Don't be what, crazy. I'm, don't be crazy. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. There's a day where Dale Arnold will be too edgy for radio. And uh, who is going to be left? Mike Greenberg? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, I get – yeah, I, 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 I totally – believe me. I totally get what you're saying. And on most other issues, I'm 100% with you. Yeah. Um, is just for this one because it's something that's close to home for me. Right, is something that bothered me. And that's, and, that's what I try. That, that's what I try to say. And I understand that. And it's it, mm-hmm. it, it is kind of an arrogant thing to be like, well, don't let that bother you. <laughs> like, no, no, but well, I'm not. But there's a thing it, where you know, I can I understand yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, but there's a thing where you kind of have to say if you're if you're for a guy like Kirk or a guy like Portnoy, you kind of have to say, hey, even if there's an issue I'm sensitive about. There's things that I make fun of that other people are sensitive about. I make fun of suicide all the time. I've been suicidal. I make fun of the fact that I'm legally blind. I'm sure plenty of blind people don't like that. Um, so there's I kind just of, there's, made fun of you for being disabled earlier. Right, exactly. So 
there, there's shit that other people are sensitive about that you and I aren't. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like you just got to say who gives a fuck. Let's let's we should make fun of all of it. That's just my stance. I guess um, my issue was is that the if it if it did bleed into reality, then that's also to me was an issue. Sure. But I get it. If it's all shtick, then dude, like who cares? It's just not yeah. a funny joke anymore. Exactly. It's not funny anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hey, who's ever accused Fred Toucher of doing funny radio? But um, now I'll do to you what I did to uh, Colin Letty. Oh God! The few times he judged my show. Wonderful. I said, uh, uh, I give the show to you because it seemed like uh, when we spoke on uh, Twitter, you had a segment prepared. I did. I had a segment prepared. Uh, and uh, for me, I, first of all, I, I want to say that uh, RIP to Colin Letty for your uh, your <laughs> former co-host. I yeah. think that <laughs> – I don't know. I just I, – I, I would uh, – my I, I came here – Not my co-host. Voice. Let's make that correction <laughs> because that's my something he told goal. a lot of people. He, he is, was never my co-host. <laughs> To be fair, I told people that no, I'm just kidding. I told anything <laughs> like that. No, but my only goal coming on here was to beat Colin or to be to be better than Colin. Um, but I did have a segment prepared, and it has to do with the Academy Awards. I wanted to talk about you know the Oscars so white sort of deal, and I think I prepared something a little bit funny. I think we want to. I want to go over something here, and I wanted to, the segment to be called Oscars so woke. Okay. Um, because obviously Black Panther's nominated, and that's the wokest of the woke. Um, and I, I want to, I want to go through some of these best picture noms. And first of all, Mike, I want to see which ones you've seen because I want to see how cultured you are because okay. somebody who doesn't watch movies, I don't think should be working with Kirk Minahan. He's a big movie buff. Not sure if yeah, you know. Yeah, but these movies, is it, these, are these movies, are these the movies you need these to These movies, these are, these are Iranian short films about transitioning lesbians, my okay. friend. Oh, so okay. these, don't listen to me. That's not true. <laughs> okay. We're going to go through them. Okay. So. I want you to rate on a scale of one to ten, one being MAGA hat, ten being woke <laughs> as fuck. Okay. I want you to rate how woke you think each one of these films are. If you've seen them or if you've not seen them, I'm going to read the film to you and I'm going to read the description. So first one, first uh, picture we're going to look at in Oscars So Woke, Black Panther. Let's start at the top. Start with the best. If they made a church of woke culture, this would be playing on the big screen during worship services every single Sunday. Actually, well, maybe not Sunday because Chick-fil-A is not open. We need to change that. Uh, Black Panther. Also, Chick-fil-A is bad. Remember that, kids. Chick-fil-A is bad. <laughs> it's not woke. Black Panther. Okay, so we have T'Challa, heir to the hidden but advanced kingdom of Wakanda. Wakanda forever. Must step toward, uh, must step forward to lead his people into a future and must confront a challenger from his country's past. One to ten. First of all, did you see it and then no. rate it? Well, one I have ten. not seen any Oscar-nominated film this year. That's bullshit. You don't even know what the list is. I'm, I do, yeah. The one I was closest to seeing was A Star is Born, and mm-hmm. I, like a fucking queer, said to my girlfriend, do you want to see A Star? And she was like, uh, not really. And I was like, oh, yeah, me, I was like, me, me? Me, me, me neither. Me neither. I, wouldn't, I would never, I would never say. I just figured you would want to. It's no big deal. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so then let's do that one next. So, so first of all, you missed uh, the, the uh, well, if one to ten. So 10 Black being Panther, the I'm going to say nine. Because I'm gonna Mine? leave, I'm gonna leave some room for improvement because it is a superhero movie. So yeah. I'm sure there's a movie on here that, uh, you know, changed society forever. Uh, okay. Whereas Black Panther just had a black cast, really. So let's go to the next one. The Star is Born, two white right. leads. I mean, that's mm. not super woke, my friend. No. Um, and the here's our here's our caption or our synopsis. So we've got a musician helps a young singer find fame 
even his age and alcoholism, I'll drink to that, uh, send his own career into a downward spiral. So did you see it, and how woke is it? Did not see it, but I'm giving it a, uh, that seems like a one for wokeness. Booze is yesterday's problem. We don't care about the drunks anymore. I agree. You gotta be, I you gotta be transitioning. Totally you gotta be, uh, you know, from another country. <laughs> Dude, we're gonna get into trouble for this segment. Well, we'll but see. you do, you do. You're, you're yeah. absolutely okay. So, a not, star is not born, very woke. It's not woke. A Star Is Born might as well be shown at the White House. It's Donald Trump's favorite movie. Fuck that movie. A Star <laughs> Is Born yes. is racist. Yes. Next exactly. movie. Next movie, which is certainly not racist, my friend, is going to be called Vice, about a former vice president under George W. Bush, a man who used to be hated but now is kind of loved in our culture. Yeah, he's just a fun-loving painting guy. That's right. That's right. Did you know that – okay, Mike, did you see that he gives gives, uh, candy out to people? I mean how precious is that? It's everything. Isn't that lovely? It's everything. An adorable old man. And and, by the way – Woke points. It's Reamer's favorite movie of the year, Vice. He saw it and he loved it. He would so, have said that before he saw it, I'm sure. <laughs> actually, I don't think he ever saw it. But anyway, so it's the story of Dick Cheney, an unassuming bureaucratic, an unassuming, unassuming bureaucratic Washington insider who quietly <laughs> just an, a- an affable nitwit, <laughs> just just you know a lovely sort of guy. Didn't yeah. start any wars at all. Who quietly wielded immense power as vice president to George W. Bush reshaping the country and the globe in ways that we still feel today. What would you say? Did you see it? Well, actually, we don't even need to answer that question. Did not see um, it. Because, yeah, and, and I'm not sure how much of it you'd even see. And- I don't see much of anything. You get it, folks? <laughs> I'm blind. People were asking about that, by the way. Like, you, you, you said that it has to do with it. It's a, you were born with it, right? Yeah. We'll get to that in the qu- – I think there was a question about it. So we can okay. get to that in the, uh, in the questions segment. But so, so how, I'm giving this – I'll give it a uh, – a six, a tick above, a tick above the middle, but it's still a white cast. Now, it's good that they take down those dirty Republicans, but uh, right. but still a white cast. We you know we need a few. Uh, we need some people of color. Okay, here's I'm gonna we'll do. You want to do two more, and then we'll, we'll we won't do the rest. We'll yeah, just right. do two more. Perfect. Let's do two more. Yeah. This one, I think, I think is going to score high. It's not going to, I don't know. I would like to think if, if you were a thoughtful individual, somebody who I would respect and want to retweet on Twitter, I'd like to think this wouldn't score as high as the next one. We'll see. This next one's called Roma. It was straight to Netflix so that you know that it, it, it's legit. And it's a year in the life of a middle-class family uh, made in Mexico City in the early 1970s. It's also in black and white, my friend. So you know okay. that this movie is going to be full of action, full of drama. It's just a year in the life of a family in Mexico in 1970s. What would you say? How woke is it? You know, given what this country is going through with the government shutdown. Build I, the wall. I, I, that I, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a 10 for wokeness. Oh, Hits the nail on I the head. Afraid. It's just what this country needed. I have got you in my trap. This is going to be when they play the clip and they say, look, this is where Blind Mike fucked up. This is where he showed his true colors. Yeah. Because the last film on our list is called Black Klansman. Damn it. I'm sorry. I take it all back, folks. You fucked up, my friend. I, I didn't know. I'm sorry. Here it is. So Black Klansman, it's about Ron Stallworth, an African-American police officer from Colorado Springs, 
uh, Colorado successfully manages to infiltrate a local Ku Klux Klan branch with the help of a Jewish multicultural oh. surrogate who eventually becomes its leader based on actual events. I think you fucked yourself because what are you going to do? You got me dead to rights here. It's got, uh, it's got multicultural, like you said. It's, uh, I'm sure, uh, somewhat exaggerated because it's a Hollywood film. And yes. that, there's nothing more woke than uh, just lying about things that happened. That's um, right. So, you know, I didn't give myself a lot of room. I'm going to have to give it an 11 for wokeness. <laughs> That's great. I like that because I was an unexpected move. Yeah. Here he is rejecting the patriarchy of You're numbers. Damn right. We talked about 1 to 10. This guy just broke the patriarchy. 1 to 10 is so patriarchal, we're going to break that structure apart. I love it. You are no longer racist, my friend. Congratulations. Breaking down barriers every week on Trash Talk here. That's right. There um, you go. So there's my pitch for the best segment. I'm not sure how much that sucked or if that was funny, but I think that was that was. I think there funny. was some funny stuff. I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what? We were going to talk about the state of WEI and how they don't have um, a broadcast team. But I feel like we should get to the questions first and then see how much time we have left. Yeah, how um, far are we in right now? Where are we at? We're at like 40-some-odd 40, 40 minutes. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so my, I'll go to my producer, Jimmy, for, uh, for this week's questions. And I think we had some good ones. People were mad that Jimmy wasn't speaking into the mic last time. I think we have fixed that problem. I didn't have, have we? Okay. I didn't have a mic last week, but yeah. here I am. Can you hear him now, folks? Um, all right, Jimmy, let's hear the... Uh, well, yeah, well, on our live stream, oh, okay. it's been littered with Colin Letty trying to get you to talk about him. Which what, a, what an asshole. Kind of what did. A... <laughs> what Has a... he really been commenting this whole time? Yeah. <laughs> what a sad, what a sad man. And he's, he, I, I checked, you can see who's watching at any given time, and he wasn't watching when we started. When he was commenting? When, he was, when you guys mentioned him. <laughs> <laughs> What a, what a sad life. <laughs> no, we talked about him already. He's yesterday's news. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so let's go to the questions. So you teased this earlier. I need, R.A. Minahan asks, I need to know, how blind are we talking here? Stevie Wonder blind, 50% vision loss, somewhere in the middle? So, uh, first of all, I saw the, the conspiracy come up about Stevie Wonder, and they say, how blind is Stevie Wonder? Because I got to say, I got to defend my guy here. Uh, there's a YouTube clip of Stevie Wonder catching a microphone stand. And I got to say, I don't know if that's the only evidence, but if it is, we get lucky sometimes. You know, I kind of just throw my hand out, I catch things. It just happens. You get one out of every uh, 10 million. Um, so Stevie Wonder, I think, is totally blind. I, 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 I buy it. But uh, no, I would say I'm a tick below 50% now. It's gotten worse over the years. Will um, it continue to get worse? Uh, they say no, but they said that years ago, and it's gotten worse. So I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. Um, I kind of talked that about that on a more depressing episode of uh, Trash Talk. But, um, yeah, I would say somewhere in the middle is probably okay. where that falls. Um, hmm. But, yeah, it fucking sucks. Anyways. <laughs> is it depressed oh. everyone up? Next question. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> So, Step in front of a train. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> so Lauren Lynn asks, if you got an identical offer to go to Barstool or be on Kirk's show, which one would you take? Lauren Lynn, I think, I think that was the, uh, one of the better questions. And I like that there's uh, female gearheads out there. I like that a lot. Um, so identical offer between Barstool and Kirk. Kind of like the question that was asked last week. 
of between Portnoy and Kirk. Um, I think I would go with Kirk because I think it would be cool to be a part of something that is getting built rather than something that is already established. Like I was at Barstool when they had, like when I ran the Barstool Twitter account, they had 189,000 followers. I remember that number. And now they have, I think, like 2 million. <laughs> um, Coincidence? <laughs> yeah, right. It was, all, it was all me. But uh, no, it was, so it was cool to be at something while it was on, on the uprise. Um, now, I'm sure it would also be fucking awesome to be there now. But I think I would go with Kirk because it would be cool to be a part of something uh, before it's fully developed and kind of help it get off the ground and established into something. So that's my answer. Next question. So what about me, bro? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I would, I would definitely join. Is that even a question? I'll join Kirk's Kirk show. My name is. He's looking over my resume as we speak. Are you kidding me? Yeah, right. I figured that. I figured the uh, host of the Minifan show need not answer that one. I told him I would move up to back up back to Massachusetts for the show. So uh, I meant to ask you. Are you so? Are you from here originally? Yeah, dude, I grew okay. up in uh, I grew up in Western Mass. Yeah, right, oh, right in your neck of the woods. Yeah, right by Westfield, bro. Oh, go Owls! All yeah, right. that's right, that's right. Westfield, <laughs> didn't you go to Westfield State? Westfield or did State, you go... yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Hell yeah, man. Who's awesome? All right, next yep. question. All right, so Lauren Lynn also had a second question. Do you plan to add more guests slash hoping for a co-host at any point? Uh, yeah. Um, so I was telling uh, MHB earlier that I've talked to uh. So we'll do a couple different things. We'll do stuff like this where it's a, just a regular guy that I want. You know, I mean, like Mark Cannon's balls is not a, a guy in broadcasting necessarily, but he's a guy not I thought yet. might be interesting to talk to. I think uh, next week my friend Emma will be on uh, because she has an interesting take from a female perspective on uh, the Louis C.K. situation. Uh, so I think that could be interesting. So stuff like that where it's just like regular people that I'm talking to. Um, and I've also t- – the only person – you would know that I've talked to is uh, Jim Murray, big Jim Murray from 98.5, um, who will be on at some point. Um, but yeah, I'll, have, I'll definitely have guests on as far as a co-host. I don't think so, unless, you know, something presents itself where it's, it's obvious that that would make the show a lot better. Um, but yeah, no, definitely, definitely a lot more guests than I had um, at WEI because now I can kind of have anyone on if I can get them. I remember you were talking about having me on. I think I asked to come on your podcast yeah. and you, and uh, you said, well, I don't know your name is Mark Hannon's balls. I don't know how it much might, EI would like that. It might be so. a bad idea to have a guy that that's <sighs> the, the, the testicles of the guy that runs the company. <laughs> Let's be real. I do run that company. Man. Yeah, right. Exactly. From afar. I live in Philadelphia. I mean, what do you think I do? You're definitely in their heads. That's for sure. <laughs> that's right. Um, next question, Jimmy. Uh, Spot asks. Oh, your boy. There he is. There he is. Thoughts on Kirk going to Radio Row with Barstool next week? Very smart. I don't know how you could have any other thought about it, really. Um, that's one of the biggest audiences you could promote that show to. Uh, Kirk's a guy that the Barstool audience, I think, would like a lot. Uh, so it's just, it, it's just smart. And I think he's going to do uh, other stuff out there um, 
as far as like interviews and stuff, maybe for the podcast. That's the place to be, honestly. If you're a broadcaster, that would be the place to be for uh, interviews or for any promotion of your show. So obviously, that's that's the way to go. Yeah, I get I, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, I mean, do you think Kirk vibes with the whole bod with the whole bar stools sort of? ethos you know with what they do i mean how do you no i told him uh when he was on my podcast last year that um if he were to go to barstool i don't necessarily see him fitting a hundred percent but the point he brought and he said he said you know well why not and i said kind of pizza reviews because well yeah because the whole there's an element of barstool um, that's fucking dumb. That I didn't fit in with. Yeah, like sat- the Saturdays are for the boys and shit like that. That you know, mm-hmm. and I love those guys, so I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on them. It's just not my style, really, or my cup of tea. And I think uh, Kirk would fit into that, where it's he would he doesn't wouldn't really fit into that world necessarily. But the point he brought up is, well, they could use someone that would shit on that, that would they- look at Saturdays are for the boys and make fun of it, make fun of the yeah. idea of it. I, I agree. I um, agree, but they need somebody to do that because it is it is stupid. It doesn't. I mean, it, it's 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 a saying that yeah. you know what fights came up with it, and it's yeah. But and if Kirk wanted to go there and do that, they would let. Him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if I wanted to go there and do that, maybe not. But a guy like Kirk, who's established, who's got a uh, a good relationship with Portnoy, <sighs> I, I think they would let him uh, shit on some of the elements of Barstool. So I think he would fit uh, in some respect. Uh, it's just barstools is full of just you know fake spray tans and guys that cheat on no, their no. wives. And no, no, no. Those are it's all. Just come on. Come <laughs> those on, are all man. my. How dare you? Come on. How come dare on. you? Come those are on. my. Those are my guys. They got a couple good personalities, but you know, anyway, I'm just. I'm kidding. I love. <laughs> uh, I love. Bar- honestly, there's some shows. Actually, I haven't listened since they redid the lineup, but the old uh, the old radio lineup, like when it was. Um, uh, KFC Portnoy and Liz Gonzalez on the same radio. Yeah, that show. was good. That was an, I, a legitimately good radio show. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, they, they've got some guys that are definitely talented there. The problem I have with them is they'll throw anybody on radio without even vetting them or seeing. Not anybody, but there's well, some people that try, aren't, just I, aren't good. Hey, you know what? They're willing to try anything. And That's after true. after my experience at the other place, uh, I can I can respect that a great deal. Where you know, they, they'll give someone a shot and not fucking stick their nose up at them because they were a. Uh, uh, producer for the worst midday show in the history of radio and fell into a program director job don't they have a sex podcast too now call her daddy have you listened uh, to that? yeah so it's a girl i haven't listened that mine is mine oh is it good oh yeah they're talking about like double penetration and shit dude yeah my, my understanding was it's, like, it's, a, it's an attractive girl who talks about sex which is there's definitely, oh, there's certainly an they, audience for that. <laughs> they talk about how to like get girls on Instagram. Yeah. They talk about how to how to negotiate threesomes with your girlfriend, dude. It's fucking it's mm. it's excellent. I'll have to check you it need, out. Yeah, I'm a P1, bro. <laughs> right, that's what I I got to listen to something without Kirk and Callahan. So yeah, that's right. what I've been listening. To. Um, <laughs> next question. So this one comes from our live Periscope feed Ooh. at Sentazo. My question: Has Kirk acknowledged either of your podcasts since his departure? Uh, he's retweeted both of them. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's he retweeted my podcast I did about the activist, and then he's retweeted your he retweeted your debut podcast a couple times. Yeah. Um, and the reason I I got more listeners is because he retweeted my podcast when I was still DEI. Um, so yeah, in in that sense, yeah. Oh, did you see the newest one that came in, Mike? What's that? My question. Uh, wait, where did it go? 
Where did was it that go? It was, about, it was about jerking off. I need to find that jerking off question. Oh, uh, was it a blind thing? Like, how do I watch porn or something? No, but I actually oh, okay. was interested. <laughs> well, just because you're blind doesn't mean you don't jerk off. Right, exactly. In the words of immortal uh, Steve from Prominence. <laughs> yeah, I don't see that on the live um, comments. All right, Maybe well, that's on the Twitter comments. What, uh, I'm, what not, else we I'm not sure. I think he asked if you ever tore your roca- rotator cuff from jerking off. But I mean, <laughs> that's kind of stupid. No, I'm, uh, I'm much more delicate with myself. One hand or two? Just one. Come on. Just one. What do you think? What do you think I'm working with? Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, let it let it you don't let it fall asleep first, man. No. Is there somebody else? I should try that. Uh, what up? We got a guy any more questions? Yes. Yeah. Uh drunk Eric Curtis says, Why did John Dennis pass on my invitation to come on the Minifan show? Well, you would know more about that, right, uh, John? Uh well, I think he passed first of all, I don't know if he even knows what it is. What's beautiful about it is if, if you're if you follow John Dennis, you're familiar with the tweet that he sent out. Oh, I can't remember who he sent it to, but he said, "Give me a follow. I've got a very important message for you." Not seeking access. It was some sort of politician that he sent that to, and it was me and the guys on Kirk and Callahan made fun of it all the time. It was a Dino tweet when they did that little uh, now a Dino tweet section, uh, <laughs> hey. segment, and uh, it, it was great. So we got him with his own tweet. We tweeted him from the Minifan Show account saying, at John Dennis, M-A-L-F or W-E-I, whatever the hell it is. We said, follow us for an important message, for an important DM, not seeking access or something to that extent. And he fucking followed us. So his his own trick worked on him. Wow. Fantastic. But we asked him to come on the podcast. He didn't. I can only imagine it's because he knows that I'll call him out for trying to float me a false story about Minahan uh, during the uh, during the whole Minahan uh, saga. Yeah, I, I, I'm surprised a guy like that wouldn't do it just because he's an old an old bored man. He's got nothing else to do. Um, yeah. So I could see him going on there and thinking. Oh, he's you, got he's got time. You to guys will get stories. Yeah, he he would think. I could see him thinking that you guys would let him go on there and uh, be, for lack of a better word, starstruck. And just kind of toss him softballs. So I'm a little surprised he doesn't go on there. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I don't know the fucking guy. So he, it, I think he's just an old. I, I don't know if he drinks, but it sure seems like it on Twitter. <laughs> he, well, he he used to. Yeah. And I think he thinks that it would sound like you know. Well, hey, listen, Dino, uh, Darren Pang. What, what was it like interviewing him all those <laughs> yeah, days? Yeah. Right. 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 Was is he really as thoughtful as he some as he comes across on? on well, on the- it's fun. Now, let me explain it to you like you're a five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by the letter A for... <laughs> the, the, I think the worst... I think about this maybe once a month it comes up in my... It pops into my mind, <laughs> which it, years ago... Uh, it must have been 2011, I guess, when the Bruins made their uh, Stanley Cup run. And uh, uh, Campbell had a great game. I've, I, I think he played hurt or something. I'm not a big enough hockey fan to remember. But uh, the, the guy, his last name was Campbell. So Dino gets on the next morning and says, um, I think in honor of Campbell, we should call this the Soup and Nuts Show, as opposed to the <laughs> Soup to Nuts Show. And, but, but not only, it's like, that's a terrible line. It's not funny. It feels very forced. But he said that maybe 15 more times throughout the course of the show. And I can only imagine... I, I, 
I guess Kirk wouldn't have been on the show at the time. But I can only imagine the vein in Jerry's forehead throbbing, <laughs> thinking, why am I in here with this mm-hmm. asshole? <laughs> oh, man. Poor, poor Jerry. What's your opinion on Jerry these days? What do you think, um, do you think about him? I don't know. I, I feel bad for him in the sense that you could tell he was very bummed that the Kirk and Callahan show ended. Oh, yeah. But I, I am He also little... has to work with my every day. <laughs> But I'm a little baffled at the fact that and I, I, I get it because Jerry's an older guy. He doesn't understand. I don't think he understands necessarily what Internet radio could be, especially if the Kirk and Callahan show went to Radio.com. Yeah. Um, but I was a little surprised. And I'm not even saying he was disloyal or whatever. That's for Kirk to say more than me. But, Hashtag Judas Callahan. Yeah. But I was surprised there wasn't more not even loyalty, just eagerness to maybe try something new, especially when you saw the way uh, your your co-host was being treated mm-hmm. by your current employer. Uh, that was surprising. But just as a, as a radio guy, uh, I, I respect the shit out of Callahan. I think he's very funny, very talented. Um, but, you know, I, I feel bad for him in a way because he, he had a great show ripped away from him. Yeah, and and now he's got to work with Mud every day, and he's got to talk about gambling and horse <laughs> racing, and he's got to he's got to go go to. Did you hear they're going to drive up to Augusta, or Mutt wants to drive? I heard up? Mutt saying it's the, that it's the goddamn middle of winter, bro. And you going to drive up to Augusta in the middle yeah, of winter, two I hours mean, away from Atlanta? If it were right around the corner, even I'm not a huge golf guy, but I would probably do that just to go check it out. But the fact that it's two plus hours away, that's a little crazy. You a Wiggy guy? You you a Wiggy guy? Wiggy fan? Um, I I I so when he was on like Felger and Maz, I thought he added something because it was like that was such a humorless show. Especially still before, is especially before Jim Murray. And I, I love Jim Murray, so I'll defend him to the death. But I, I think Jim Murray's a funny guy. But yeah, Maz is painfully unfunny. And mm-hmm. Felger doesn't even really try to be funny. No, um, no, no, no. Did you see that he got naked with a ball gag in his mouth the other day? Did you see that on Twitter? <laughs> I'm not falling for this one. <laughs> I know. I, I, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Mike. I swear to God, this is actually true. He got in his underwear, put a ball gag in his mouth. I swear to God. Twitter, back me up here. Text line, whatever you guys are. Did that happen? It absolutely happened. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to do some investigating after the show. Me too. Me too. But, after uh, the show, I'm tweet you it. But I think Wiggy added something there. Because um, kind of, he would say ridiculous things and they would goof on him for it. But it's, I don't, I, um, I don't know. As opposed to like Andy Hart, I would take Wiggy. Well, but I still my- think, I said this to Kirk the other day. That when Reamer and Tomasi are on, it just it feels like the Kirk and Callahan show, and Kirk took a day off. But when when Andy Hart is in, it just feels like a different show. It, when I think of Andy Andy Hart, I think of a guy that has radio instincts so bad <laughs> that he lets that guy on PFW in Progress, which I've listened to unfortunately a couple times, and usually on a long drive when I run out of shows, and it, like because if I drive to fucking Massachusetts, it's four hours from here. Or sometimes I've driven up to Maine, and it's like nine hours. So I'll run out of content at some point, and I'll throw on PFW in Progress because it's ungodly long, and it just fills up background noise. And they have this guy that calls in who's like dying 
or something. And he, they just let him drone on and on and on and on like a week. And he talks about like how his, his condition is improving. And it's like, what the this, hell it's, is it's, this? <laughs> I swear to God, it comes to therapy session. And this guy, this dead guy, dying guy calls in and talks about how, how great things are doing for him. And, and he literally, they give him an hour. It's like weekends with, uh, you know, on WEI when they just let, you know, fucking anybody call in and have their own segment. Yeah. Right. Um, and uh, if that's his radio instincts, he just he just doesn't. He's got energy. I'll give him that. But he's I don't know. He's just uncompelling. I think he's just yeah. And uh, like the, his his little bit with Mutt gets very tired. Like he wants to fight Mutt or something. It's like who the fuck are you? Dude, uh, Mutt has done as much as I shit on Mutt. Mutt has done so much more right. in his radio career than Andy fucking Hart. Yeah, right. It's crazy. It's it's a weird bit, and I don't, I don't find him particularly funny. But hey. I'm sure. I, apparently, at least one person does. Um, we got any more questions, Jimmy? Or is that it? Uh, we have one from. Well, we have three from Bill Leach. I'd okay. say let's just go with one of them. Yeah. All right. Um, how long before Zambrano gets fired? Because God knows WEI's ratings are going to tank. Well, he got a new deal. So, I mean, allegedly three years, I guess. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, someone broached me with this subject. Um, do you think there's any chance they're like tanking on purpose? <laughs> Why? So they can become a country music station? I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what the. I don't know what the benefit would be. But it's, it's the only explanation to some of the moves I see. But it's not like they're going to get a number one draft pick it's out of it. You know, it's not a fucking sports team. Right, right. The only, the only benefit you get there is that you get absorbed by another company or you become, well, you know, the, the Red Sox. Well, I mean, that's, that, that's what I don't I, – I don't get it. I don't know. I think – I don't think they're taking on purpose. I just think, like Kirk said, the vision in that place is about three feet in front of them. It, right. It's it, – it doesn't – nobody's – literally, the Minifan show beat – the Mutt and Callahan show in sports and recreation. Yeah. Your show, your first episode beat the Minifan show in sports and recreation. And obviously iTunes algorithms can be a little fucking weird. Sure. But at the, at the end of the day, they just, I don't know, they don't, they don't seem to really, they don't seem to do things that would actually end up helping them. Right? They just seem yeah. to want to put out, I mean, who do they have? Dan, what the fuck is his name? Doing Nights Tonight? Oh, that guy! I, I, Dan Dan Salami or whatever his name is. I I heard, I I too I accidentally clicked on. Yeah, I've been listening to a Fan a lot once in a while. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I'll smoke weed at night and listen to Steve Summers. Because oh, I find West that, Massachusetts. I, that find, is I find him entertaining. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll go to radio.com and I'll, I'll hit EEI, and I heard that guy's voice. And I was like, "Who is this?" <laughs> I, 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 I'd never heard of him. I, I didn't know his name. There was nothing familiar about the guy. Uh, I don't even know where he came from. But I guess that's the new nighttime guy. I think his name is Dan Salami. I got it. I, something like that. It can't be. Know. That can't be. No. It. <laughs> it's something. It's Dan something. But it's pretty. Uh, Dan. Dan uh, I don't know. But he's bad. I don't know. He's, he wasn't good. At least I think he. They flew. He him just in. sounded like a typical guy to talk sports like this. And because I'm talking like this. That makes it interesting, and I've got a lot of passion for it. That's what he seemed like to me. <laughs> I, I listened for about five seconds, but that's what I got. And coming up next, we're going to go around the league. Hey, go, like, hey, have people underrated the Patriots this year? I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say it. They have. This team got to the Super Bowl. It's like, God. oh. <laughs> but, listen, but then there's the opposite end of the spectrum where people will still listen to fucking Bill Simmons' podcast, to fucking to goddamn California Bill. 
I mean, do you are you a fan of Bill Simmons? No, not particularly. I never thought he was good. Um, oh, he's oh. in front of the camera or on the air. Well, uh, that's but, true. But, but his podcast. But I, there is an element of people. There is an element of just. I mean, I. I guess you would say nerds, but a lot of people I know that like straight sports talk and get mad when um, Kirk and Callahan veer off road and talk about other shit that, that, that do. And Felger and Maz are a perfect example. They've never talked about, and the closest they've ever gotten to ta- not talking about sports is saying that Roy Halladay deserved to die. <laughs> That's the closest they've gotten to veering off the track of sports. Um, oh, so. You know, you look at Felger and Maz's ratings, and it's pretty evident that there is a market for that. So it, it's tough to bash it completely. I just hate the guys that are very – like Mark James does that, where it's, I'm talking very exaggerated. So when I say things, it sounds like I've got a lot of passion. But I'm not saying anything interesting or unique. But I'm saying it in a manner that makes you think that I am. Did you hear when I called in and went at it with him? Nope. His his comeback back to me when I was just I was making fun of him for something, and his comeback back to me was like, "Oh really? Really? You disagree with me? Well, I have two master's degrees." <laughs> yeah, and that, I'm, I'm, that's I'm a like, loser. The guy the guy is clearly a loser that would brag about stuff like that. If you get into an argument about whatever topic, and you bring up your personal success or what, what level you put yourself on in your career or whatever, that's a, that's a complete loser and a guy with a lot of emptiness inside and, and probably a lot of darkness. And my thing is is that, yeah, you took a couple classes in minimum security prison, but that doesn't mean you have two master's degrees. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, he's a, he's, a cre- he's a creep. Now, I am interested in this. Do you contend, is it your contention, that he he was a factor? I know you talked about this on the pod, yeah, but I if do. you had yeah, to yeah, – yeah. You think it's like over 50%? No, or... no, maybe 5%. It might have been the final nail in the coffin. Um, He's got the ear I, of Zambrano. I, I think he said something for sure. And I think that was, it, it might have been, why do we have this guy here if he's harassing our our on-air guy, our up-and-coming talent like Mark James? Uh, that's what I think. I, I, I think it was the the final straw that broke the camel's back. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think a hundred percent, he said something to management that I, that I defended Gilroy on Twitter. Um, but we've talked for a crazy amount of time. Uh, we, where, where are we at right now? We're over an hour, right? God damn. Oh man. Um, doesn't even feel like it. It does not, but, I, but I'm a couple drinks in. So <laughs> uh, okay. next Drunk time, on this was fun, man. The fact that we went over time, it says, uh, we were having a good conversation. And That's I had right. fun. I hope people listen to the whole thing. We um, didn't get into all the good stuff that we had, but I'm we really I'm happy. I'm oh, happy oh, that we, oh. we got to do this. This was fun. Yeah, I'll have to have you back sometime. Absolutely, man. Anytime. And, and uh, you know, I'll have my podcast out. I, there's too many podcasts happening right now, so I was going to relaunch my podcast, but there's really too many right now in the Minifan show. I mean, we're going to put that on hold, though. Uh, I, I had the idea of doing some of my rumor lines with you. Maybe next time I'm on. Because I, I launched that anonymous rumor line, and I've got a couple good ones. Uh, maybe next time I'm on, we'll we'll go. Can you give me one? Can you give us one for? Let me pull. Let me pull in, my incentive for people to listen to the entire show. I guess. So yeah, uh, we're, so we're teasing this now. So, <laughs> yeah. so 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 part of my podcast, I wanted to. Um, it's a really original idea. I want to do like an inside media gossip podcast. Nobody's really doing it. <laughs> hey, wait, wait a second. 
<laughs> no, but I wanted to do something similar. I wanted to, and I also wanted to do uh, something that also focused a little bit less on WEI, maybe some more politics and pop culture and things like that. But also, you know, less about the WEI and inside radio stuff. Anyway, so I launched this anonymous gossip line. Uh, it's on Tumblr because Tumblr you can ask anything, but uh, but not have you can be anonymous. So I got a couple, and here's one I think you might have insight on. Okay. Um, so this one says, I got to ask what Lucy was talking about on the old trash talk uh, about Dino being creepy. Oh. She, men- she mentioned it before that podcast too. I'm thinking Dino had some hashtag me too skeletons yeah. in yeah. his closet. Now, on the podcast, she never explained it. And I personally, as a listener, because I listened to that podcast, I yeah. was like, Fuck, I got to know. It what bugged me. About. I'm not good enough at this yet to get it out of her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could tell she was waiting for, you know, Kirk to bring her in to talk about it. You know what I mean? She didn't want to, bl- I don't think it was that she was uncomfortable talking about it. I think it was that she didn't want to blow it on my podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the vibe I got was, yeah, that he sent her some creepy messages, um, probably sexual in nature. She's definitely hinted at that. She, she didn't show, I, I mean. Again, this is the vibe I got. She didn't show me the messages or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she and and she even said I said like, you know, kind of creepy shit, like sexual type stuff and she goes, "Yeah." So, uh Wow. So yeah, I I I I think there was definitely some creepy stuff going on with Dino and that was in his uh his drinking heyday. So yeah, I think there was definitely some weird stuff and uh you know, that's like I said, that's Lucy's story to tell cuz I don't know the details. Um and I I'm sure she'll tell it eventually. Mm, I've got one last one. I saw a blind man fumbling around my backyard trying (laughs) to look into my windows. I'm wondering if you could speculate about the identity of that person. It was me. I like to uh, do a full background check on everyone I have on the podcast. And I wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, you were up to snuff. That's right. That's right. I saw. I, I did. I did see you, man. Yeah. This was fun, man. I appreciate you having me on because this was a lot of fun. I hope yeah, that man. we can do this again sometime. We'll have to do it this again sometime and talk about all the uh, all the uh, other rumors we didn't get to. Uh, there's some more. Some you can ones. find uh, MHB or John in Pennsylvania yep. on with uh, Drunk Eric Curtis on the Minifan Show, and you can get that on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all that. Uh, wherever you're listening to this right now, you can find the Minifan Show. I, of course. Oh, and, and you are Mark Hannonballs on Twitter. Twitter? Yeah, I, I, unfortunately, no Twitter limits. Yeah. They, 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 it, it was too long. They, they, they cut it off. Right. So I figured I'm just going to get rid of one letter. That was it. And uh, you can hit that new outro music we've got, Jimmy. D, DJ Ronnie Ruff gave us some new, uh, some new outro music. Um, and then I, of course, am uh, at BlindMike underscore on Twitter. And uh, Blindside Pods. Uh, BlindsidePods.com is where you can find the show every week and uh, new podcasts on there coming soon and uh, Trash Talk BSN on Twitter as well rate, subscribe give us a 5 star review on iTunes go to the YouTube channel, The Mike Geary you know where to find us, you're listening to the show right now alright, goodbye see ya